Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast. I'm Amy Lynch, and I've been bringing my kids into business settings since becoming a parent in 2016. This podcast contains a mixture of solo and interview guest mini episodes focused on all things parenthood, business, flexible, and remote work with kids. Season 5 has been sponsored by the Startup Women Fund, presented by Startup Canada, Scotiabank, and UPS. Thank you for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button and leave a review online. It helps other parents find the podcast. Melissa Marsden is a workplace dynamic strategist, founder and director of Community, and a parent of four kids. Based on decades of research exploring human behavior, her specialist team guides clients through the transformation of their workplaces for a new world of work. She is a published author, speaker, host of the Work Life by Design podcast, and has won numerous business awards and been featured in architecture and design media and industry events across Australia. In our third and final episode, we talk about what you can do to advocate for change in the workplace as a parent and the importance of building in redundancy plans for both your business and your family's needs. Let's get into it. As I researched for our interview, I'm thinking, okay, off the top of my head, there's co-living spaces, there's co-working spaces, there's hybrid models, there's on-site, there's flexible stop-start times or job shares, there's remote work, off-site in-person retreats for remote first organizations. There's so many different options now for people to choose from for the modern employee or client or customer who's going to visit a physical space and invest time and attention in an experience. Can you speak at all? to the current trend of employers trying to force or government as well trying to force a return to office and some of the impact that you think it could have on workforce participation like we've already covered the advantages of having a flexible work model and the people the talent that you can tap into that might be more senior or experienced if you're willing to seek out fractional or contract support as a whole what do you see the biggest impact being on inclusion and belonging for primary care caregivers if people don't show any uptake of these different flexible models? Mm. I mean, I see a lot from the media around, you know, mandated return to work schedules and, and, you know, those sorts of things. But I think from my direct experience, the clients that I'm working with are quite progressive and they're very flexible because I think, you know, I'm quite outspoken and loud and proud of, you know, the position that I take. And so the clients that attracted to me and, you know, want to work with me are of the same ilk. So I haven't had the exposure to organisations who are very rigid around that mandated return to work. However, there has been you know, different authorities and bodies in Australia that have kind of been quite outspoken around, you know, this working from home thing's a load of rubbish and everyone needs to get back to the office. And my view is quite the opposite. And that's what I work with organisations to help them understand what's going to be a good balance because it needs to work for the employee, but it also needs to work for the business. Because if we don't make the business work and we're not servicing our customers, then we won't have a business and you won't have a job. So it's being very practical about it. It's being very pragmatic. And then helping both the individual understand the expectations and the the needs of the business and then helping the business be flexible enough to start the conversation to understand where we can find a middle ground that is going to work for both parties to, to move forward. And, you know, that's a big conversation and it takes a lot of energy and there are a lot of moving parts in it. It doesn't just come down to the workplace environment itself. That's a big piece, but a lot of it is around the culture. It's around the management capability. It's around the leadership. 
relationship. It's about understanding what is okay and what is not okay. It's also about making sure that we've got the technology and the systems to be able to support that level of flexibility and, you know, mobility within our workforce. So, you know, some organizations are still playing catch up in that regard because, you know, they rolled out laptops when COVID hit, but there are other levels of system integration, um, on-site AV, you know, that sort of ubiquitous kind of technology that is still to be updated and, and integrated. So there's still a lot of work to be done, but that's what we work with organizations to kind of understand what the appetite is, where there is possibility and potential, and then what does that roadmap to change look like and how long is it going to take and what are the programs that we need to be setting up and what are the budget investments we need to be making. So it's it's a big and complex task, but it, it's happening. You speak about interior design, but you're also talking about corporate culture and what brand identity are you carrying through your spaces and the way that you treat your people. And mm. my background's in communications. I really see how internal communications and corporate communications is intersecting with HR and talent teams and leadership development and how if it's not across the board saying the same thing, reflecting mm. the same thing. And you mentioned yep. from like a leadership perspective or C-suite uh, talent attraction perspective, who you're working with, your cleanse must have been great because you're only attracting the people that you <laughs> want to work with. So well done you on that. But from an individual perspective, I'm very vocal when I enter spaces and I don't see baby change tables, for example, mm. or things that are designed for the people that they're saying they want to see more of in their space. So yep. if you aren't as vocal as yourself or me, do you have any advice for those who are entering into these spaces or attending something where they feel really uncomfortable as a parent or a caregiver and how they can maybe advocate for themselves a bit more? Um, what I find the most interesting is that the feedback that I've had from different people is that it's just a matter of starting the conversation and it doesn't need to be an aggression or a complaint. It just needs to be you know, highlighting an awareness because typically the people that are in those positions or in those organizations who haven't considered this haven't considered it because it doesn't impact them. And so there's no level of awareness around it. But when someone else comes in with that, you know, that different lens and that different diversity, that's when we can start to educate and we can start to inform what those next changes need to be to our workplaces to be more inclusive and to be more supportive. And, you know, typically it's not because the, the organization doesn't want to or they don't think it's important is that they just don't know. So having those conversations and sort of gently raising it and whether it's, you know, going to the people and culture team or mentioning it to your manager or, you know, even just to the reception desk, there's different ways that you can start that conversation and have that information filtered through without it being an attack or a complaint. Yeah. And those listening to it right now probably think, oh my gosh, Amy goes around uh, yelling at everyone who doesn't have a baby <laughs> change table, which is not true. I'm no. very stealth and I go and I take photos of the washrooms. But then I do ask the reception staff, it's more of a curious question. Oh, am I the first person with a kid to come here? Oh, is this, you know, just a curiosity mm. as opposed to uh, attack or anger. And a lot of the time, like you said, it's they've never considered it. They never thought of it. It never impacted them. Mm. And they're probably not going to push it though beyond that if you don't follow up with the, an email or a request or you don't encourage other people to do the same. So I have noticed that they do acknowledge it once you mention it, but they don't always do anything about it unless you have yeah. a, a next step. You know, what would help other people? I always like to ask this question. In hindsight, as a new parent and business owner starting out, is there something that you wish 
someone maybe would have told you that you would now mm. tell yourself? Don't expect everything to be perfect and don't expect it all to go to schedule because it won't. And I think it's just adaptability and flexibility. And the other thing that I've found is that everyone who is part of your your network, everyone is wanting to take care of their own interests first. And so build out a support network with redundancy because if your team leave and you're left holding the baby and the business, then you need a backup plan. And, you know, that has happened to me um, on two occasions and I've had to scramble to put a backup plan together. But we've we've managed to do it. We've managed to do it successfully. But it was because it happened once. I then had it had it second time around. I knew I knew exactly what I needed to do. So I think as a as a mum in business and the more I've spoken to people, it's I'm not alone in this. It has happened to a number of other executive CEOs, owner business um, women. So it's just about being really conscious of what does your business model need to look like? How can it be flexible? How can it be adaptable? And what are your redundancy plans if you are looking to expand your family and, and continue to run your business? That's an excellent one. I don't think we've had that one mentioned yet. You know, you can time block your life, but if no one's there to fill the time blocks, then <laughs> good luck. You can delegate all your life, but if you've got no one to delegate to. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's really important. And it is you, yeah, you want to think about these things. So I, I do the hindsight and I also like to do the future. So we're in the future, your kiddos, your four kids have grown up. Is there any way, if at all, what you're doing now relates to the kind of world that you hope that they inherit or grow up in? Absolutely. I would like to think that the work I'm doing now is creating a better workforce and a better work-life balance and a better organizational structure for them going into the future. The more that our organizations can start to consider what that flexibility and adaptability looks like, how our workplaces actually support us living a thriving life, I think all the better. And, you know, if I can play one small part in that to change a few mindsets on the way through, hopefully that will have impact. And, you know, by the time that they're entering the workforce, they'll be working in a very different era to to the one that we've been working through now. Let's hope so. You've started the blueprint. So let's hope so. You've got some great (laughs) resources and I will link to all those in the show notes. But is there a preferred way if anyone would like to connect with you afterwards, Melissa, if you'd like to share your best resource uh, or website, whatever social media platform you prefer as a a writer and an entrepreneur and a parent? Absolutely. So you can head over to my website, which is melissamarsden.com.au. And on there, you'll find links to my podcast, um, my book, and there's also a, uh, a free download there, which is our guide to um, employee experience. That one um, is a really great resource that starts to look at the head, heart and bodies of our employees and how we can connect those to our workplaces. That's there. And, you know, subscribe to the newsletter and you'll get all of our regular updates there as well. Thanks again to Melissa Marsden for taking the time to speak about all things parenthood and creating spaces with a sense of purpose through commercial property and design. Check out her work at melissamarsden.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode, as always, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with your network. It helps other parents find the podcast. Connect with me, Amy, online at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening.